Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is Maluka. She's singing a cover of what's technically known as the Morrowind theme, written by Jeremy Soule. But it's the version of the theme that Jeremy wrote for Skyrim. I hope she doesn't mind that I snagged that original audio from late 2011 off of YouTube. We posted a link to that video on our Patreon page, and it's well worth a watch if you haven't seen it yet. So she'll tell the story of how she got from that video to now writing music for and singing in multiple games, including the actual Elder Scrolls. She also did a five-song spot for us. That's a segment that all the patrons get. We'll be posting that shortly, along with five-song spots from composers Darren Korb and Eric Desiderio. My name is Maluca. Uh, my real name is Judith de los Santos Romero. I am from Monterrey, Mexico, and I am a musician. I love singing. I love writing songs and, and composing music. You're also a gamer and, you know, a little bit of a just all-around geek. So <laughs> how long have you been gaming? Well, I started playing games as, as a kid on, on the NES and, you know, the typical Mario games mm-hmm. and um, and then Super Nintendo. And then I got into a bit, a bit of PC games as well. I took a, a break right at around that age, maybe about 13, 14, I started to took a break and, and focused on on music because I started taking um, I started taking piano lessons when I was eight, but around 13 I started taking drum lessons and my 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 music tastes uh, like what I would perform turned into you know rock music and pop music and I got so, I felt so, so in love with that world and, and gaming was, was cast aside for a bit. <laughs> and um, and then I, I was lucky enough to be able to go to a, a music college at the Berklee College of Music. And after graduating, I wanted to... Um, it was my original intention to look for work in, in the film scoring um, space. Uh, and, as and a I composer had, yourself. As a composer, yep. yeah. And I had a friend from high school that had always told me, oh, someday I will start my gaming company here in Monterrey. And he eventually did. And he invited me to to join and, and work with them for a bit. And and because of that, I started doing research to kind of catch up with how music was being done for games back then, like in comparison, like uh, how much it had progressed since mm-hmm. what I'd heard as, as a kid. And I started playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then I, 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 it was supposed to be just the, the seven day trial, <laughs> which, which turned in, into a, a two year trial. <laughs> and I was back in completely uh, fascinated by, by this whole mm-hmm. art form that I super love and, and admire everybody that works in it. That's amazing. What a place to start. That is, that's hilarious. I mean, on a much lesser scale, I had this big break from games in my life for very different reasons. Um, and the very first time I ever played an RPG was Oblivion. And I uh-huh. had never played an RPG before. And it's just funny to think that you would like 
start with oblivion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's funny to me that you're like, I, I better check out what games are like these days, and you just play World of Warcraft for two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to do my research, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very important, very no, important. No, 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 by, by the time I finally convinced myself to, to quit the game, because it was just very, con- I, I love it. I, could, I wish I had a clone Maluka that could just <laughs> sit and play World of Warcraft all day, I, like a parallel life um <laughs> That's and by the time by the time I wanted to leave the game it it, it was like quitting an addiction I mean yeah. I guess I wasn't I, I never played as much as some people that you hear about that's really intense sure um, sure but it was still an addiction I still went I feel like I went through a withdrawal period where I would just be sitting there it's like oh I missed the game and I would play <laughs> the soundtrack in the background <laughs> <laughs> wow wow that's awesome uh so when did you start playing Skyrim then and that Elder Scrolls games. Well, I when I was back in in the gaming zone. Um, by the time Skyrim was like a few years before Skyrim was released, so I did get to play Skyrim right as it was um, officially released. Mm-hmm. Uh, after playing Skyrim, I, I had not played Obliv- Oblivion or, or Morrowind. Um, mm-hmm. So I did check those games out just a little bit, just like a few hours each, uh, just to because I love Skyrim so much. I was like, I want to see how how they got here, you know, yeah. uh, to, to this incredible game. And so yeah, whenever um, I remember the um, when the trailers were released, my my boyfriend at the time, who is now my my husband, Omi, uh, he was mesmerized with the trailer. He's like, oh, watch this, watch this, and we watched the trailer together like a bunch <laughs> of times. Um, <laughs> And once the once the game was released, we we both loved it very very much. Yeah, yeah, no, it's an incredible game. Uh, so then, talk us through how you got to the point where you were making a video of yourself singing a beautiful song from Skyrim. It's uh, how can I? I'll try. I'll try to to summarize this. <laughs> no, when 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 I quit my my World of Warcraft addiction, I st- I, I started a, a blog, to like a written blog, not vlog, uh, to, yeah. to keep just keep sh- to share my adventures in gaming and share little stories of funny things that happen, little short clips and everything, and I had started thinking like, oh, it'd be nice maybe to share some some music. I had kept that very separate of of the music that I. You know, always done. My mm-hmm. my life was kind of split into two, <laughs> the yeah. gaming side and, and the music side. And um, and so I said, you know, it would be nice to to make some some music. And so I had that that feeling in 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 the back of my mind, like that thought. Um, and then before the the game came out, I, I think it was before it came out. I I sat down one day and just started playing the piano and singing the the Morrowind theme. The da 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 da. Yeah. Part. And just ah, said this it sounds very nice, and I had like a ton of reverb, <laughs> and I just set the camera to record and just recorded singing. Us, you know the the the, the melody with us, mm-hmm. and um, and uploaded that video. And then when I while I was playing the game, and I heard the Dragonborn comes in the game. Our hero, our hero claims a warrior's heart. 
I tell you, I tell you, the dragonborn comes. I was like, oh, that is a very nice song. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I, I, I started figuring it out on, on guitar, because in, in the game it's an, an, an a cappella song. And so I found the chords for it. And then as I was singing, I realized how ah, this, you know, transitions nicely into what I had just recorded like a week or two prior, the, the, mm-hmm. that main theme. You'll know, you'll know the dragonborns come. That's how why, why that arrangement happened because that other recording I'd done was so fresh in my mind, and I just since the song in in the original game the, the soundtrack is is so stark i think is the word like so simple so just voice and 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 not there are no bells no whistles i was like how would this song sound with pardon me but a crap ton of reverb <laughs> like with a, a, a <laughs> cathedral kind of uh, yeah yeah magical setting and so uh I, once I had the, the idea for the arrangement, I started singing. And I was like, ah, this is nice. I like this. And, and I decided to to record it. Of course, I had no idea that, that it would end up being anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, no idea. No way I could have predicted that. <laughs> our hero, our hero claims a warrior's heart. I tell you, I tell you, the dragonborn comes. With the voice-wielding power of the ancient Lord Heart. I mean, it has so many views now, and, <laughs> you know, you kind of got written up in a bunch of, you know, high-profile high game blogs and websites and mags and stuff like that, and it's just yeah. kind of been on and on from there, hasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you have some better equipment now. I do. It has <laughs> taken me a while, but I've been upgrading and, and that's been super nice. It's You know what my favorite thing about this whole thing has been? Hmm. That this happened to me at a point in my life where I was feeling like everything was feeling very like stale and nothing is happening and I don't know what I'm doing, etc. And, and And this whole thing, this whole journey, these past five, six years have really sparked a, a desire to learn and to improve. Mm-hmm. And and that to me is what I am most grateful for out of everything because then I am looking into new gear and trying to learn how to use this and play this other instrument and it just keeps my mind very very busy and and it's very fun and I I enjoy that very much. <laughs> so you had mentioned earlier that you went to Berkeley. What did you did you study piano there or voice or composition or what what went on there? I went to Berkeley with the intention of studying. You have to pick an instrument, of course. <laughs> I yeah. chose the, the, the piano because I wanted to study composition stuff. It, it felt like the best instrument to to study. And so my, my hope was to do a, a dual major of music production and engineering and mix that with film scoring. Initially, I wanted to, to score films, but when I talked to my parents about studying there, they were like, oh, Maluka, you know, scoring feel like musicianship doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> find, find something else more uh, reliable where, where you can have, you know, more more concrete jobs, more, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. more 
a more stable thing, I guess. Uh, and so that's why it was a mix of both. And I am glad I did it because I think in the end I ended up enjoying engineering more than I did film scoring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so I did I did three semesters. Three semesters? I don't remember. No, no, no. I think it was like two years of piano or maybe three years of piano. And then I had to switch. <laughs> uh, I switched to hand percussion. Because side note, I, I also studied hand percussion here in, in Mexico before going to college because piano got to be too much, uh, too difficult for mm -hmm. me because it's a lot of jazz and a lot of very fancy, very complex kind of, you know, know all your 300 scales and your 300 chords. And I have mm -hmm. always, even though I, I know scales and chords, I have always kind of just played by ear. And my discipline is very sketchy. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I switched to hand percussion, which was a lot simpler because there's no harmony and which I also happen to, to, to really enjoy as well. Um, wow. So describe that a little more because hand percussion can mean a lot of things. So what does it mean to study hand percussion in Mexico? Well, I, I, what I was studying actually, it was formally, it was classical percussion uh, at the local, you know, music school here called mm -hmm. um, La Escuela Superior de Música y Danza. And it was like a, like a degree. I, I, I didn't intend to complete the degree because it would have been eight years. Oh, and my. I knew that I wanted to study college abroad. But it was classical percussion. So it's, you know, a timpani, snare drum, marimba, vibraphone, all those sorts of things. And they had workshops on the weekends where they would... Uh, teach Latin percussion. Okay, and so congas and things along those lines. Ex exactly, and bongos and nice. cowbells and all those things. Yeah, super fun, super fun. The percussion side of, of my life that I love very much is why I feel a, a connection with, with composer Jason Graves, because he's also um, a percussionist, and, yeah. and that's why I, I love his work, because he pays a lot of attention to that. He does, and I mean, that's such a great segue. We could talk on and on about just how awesome you are but let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about how you got your first gig then in video games because I know it wasn't with Jason but yeah. um but we should talk about that because it's such a lovely story so how did that happen I think I now would describe it as lovely but for me it was just weird like how <laughs> how is this happening why <laughs> yeah <laughs> the first job that I ever got hired for was actually um, singing for a short film by Austin Winter called The Forge it was not game related but it but it way like it took me to to then to work with Austin and in, in games mm -hmm. uh, so it was this film about uh, a story about suicide very powerful very moving and and hopefully to to encourage people to to reach out and and talk to someone if they're having difficulties uh, and so Austin what happened was Austin emailed me out of the blue I woke up one day and there was an email in my inbox from the composer that had scored Journey. <laughs> and, <laughs> I said, oh, hey, like, you, you, I like how you sing. Uh, uh, would you be interested? I think he just said hello at first, and then we emailed back and forth, and eventually this opportunity arose, and he invited me to work on it. And it was incredible. It was I was super nervous because I had no intention to be a performer. I panic. I always feel inadequate. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, and and I thought it was something that that was always going to prevent me from pursuing any sort of 
career in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Austin, as I'm sure you know, is an incredible, incredible human being and yeah. so kind yeah. and so encouraging. And mm-hmm. I owe him so much because I think that the amount of times I've reached out to him for for guidance, I, I can't even count. And mm-hmm. he's always he's always been willing to to help. And so that that was the first time that I was hired professionally for for a, a job of that sort. And then soon after that, well, I don't know if soon. I cannot remember dates at all. But <laughs> I had a friend from college, from the engineering major. His name is Kevin Sherwood. And we worked together. I, I worked as, as um, at, at the studio office at Berkeley and worked, you know, cleaning the studios, renting out the rooms. Mm-hmm. And he, he worked there, too. And that's how we knew each other. And, and after we both graduated, we, we kind of lost lost touch, you know, and I moved back to Mexico and everything. And then he emailed me one day. It's like, holy cow, I, I went to YouTube and I saw a video on the front page and I said, I know this girl. <laughs> and so he, he, he found the, the he heard the Dragonborn video. And so he wrote to say, it's really cool. I didn't know you you sang. And I was like, I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so he's like, it'd be really cool to do something one day. Now, that to me kind of shocked me. I was like, what? Because Kevin works for Treyarch and he works on, on the Call of Duty Black Ops games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, okay. Because I knew that the music that he does is is like rock and, and metal and really mm-hmm. something that I didn't know if I could possibly sing. But 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 it, it was great. It was great to, to catch up with him and, and we kept in touch. And when it, when the next time he was able to to find an opportunity that would be a good fit. He invited me to, to sing and it was for a DLC for Black Ops 2 called Mob of the Dead, a, a zombie map. Where are we going from here? Where do we go? Are we okay? And it was great because they, they made this whole trailer and it's I think it's Ray Liotta is the name of the actor and some other actors are, are on it and the music it was different than than the previous heavy rock music it was this am- ambient kind of film scorey hmm. song and that that actually made sense for for my type of a voice, and so I, I sang on that, and I guess it, it's one of those things where, where I, I kept asking him, Kevin, are you sure? Are you, are you sure you want me to do this? Yeah. And, and, I, and I was af- I was very afraid then also because the community was very used to the singers that had worked previously on on the zombie songs, and and they, they are very loved and very everybody is big fans of them, and so I I was scared that if you know bringing somebody new would be not they, they would be not happy and that that's the worst thing that can happen <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> to have the angry mobs um, <laughs> but but kevin said like no 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 it makes sense you're you're going to be just fine etc and so we worked on that and it was such a cool experience i can't i can't even tell you one because i love kevin's music it's so it's so kevin <laughs> it's so it's so cool when when you when you start learning what like people's styles and people, the way people think, I think is really cool to, to get to see that. That's also a great thing about getting to work with different people on, on their projects because you learn so much from them. So, so, so much.
Uh, and then you went on to work on more stuff with Austin. You sang on the Banner Saga, right? The Banner Saga, yes. He invited mm-hmm. me to sing on that. And uh, and he also let me, he trusted me, <laughs> as, <laughs> as Austin does, <laughs> to write the lyrics for that song, uh, a song called Onward. I wrote like the, the idea of it, like the, I sketched them out and, and he tweaked the things that, that uh, could be better, etc. But I was so thankful that he allowed me to write because mm-hmm. it is one of my, my big passions to, to write songs. And so that was a, a really cool experience. And it's <laughs> the thing about Austin's music, just as a side note, is that you get, you get the music. And for, for, for me, I listen to the melodies and he always takes them somewhere where I don't expect you have to. I have to learn them. I have to retrain my brain. It's like, no, Maluka, he didn't choose that note. He chose the other one. Trust Austin. But I love that about him because once you really embrace the, the melodies that he writes, they make perfect sense and they could not be written in any other way. And, yeah. I, and I love that about his music very much. I don't remember, like I said, that date-wise, I am a little bit lost, but somewhere in there <laughs> between, I got an email from Zenimax Online Studios that were working on, on Elder Scrolls Online, mm-hmm. and um, they invited me to write uh, a fan song, like a, a tribute song to, to, the, um, to the game, and, and I was uh, super scared, uh, very, very <laughs> nervous. I got to fly to, to Maryland to go meet them at the studio. Nice. And that was an inc- another incredible, what am I doing here kind of experience. But it was incredible that the whole team there was, was so sweet and so amazing. And it was very inspiring. I think I'm trying to think, and I think that's the only experience that I've had where I've actually been seen people making a game and working together and, and the, the environment. And, and that was super cool to, to get to, to witness. And I got to you know, have lunch with some of the, the team and then dinner and la la. And it was just super fun. A serpent lights the ancient sky of bread of tainted stars. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of and then once they, they the, I wrote the song for them and, and they liked it and, and they uh, months later contacted me and, and Brad Derek, the, the lead audio um, mm-hmm. man, called me, well, wrote to me and said, hey, would you be interested in writing some bard songs for the game? <laughs> and I was like, are, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, Maluka, it'll be fine. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> and so they, they hired me for that. And, and that, I think, it's one of those things where, you know how, I don't know about you, but you know how you, some people have a bucket list and yes. then you have an impossible bucket list? Yes. That, you, that, that, that one is more secret than the bucket list. You don't talk openly about that because... Yeah. 
to be, you know, a random Mexican person without any, I don't know, like real connections to think that I would ever get to compose music for, for a AAA game. <laughs> that that was really, really hidden in my secret bucket list of, of impossibilities. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things that, that holy, holy cow, even if I never do anything again, the experience in that was incredible. And it was definitely terrifying, which is one of the things that, that all of these things that have happened just let me know that I, I, I scare easily. <laughs> and I, I've been working on that. It's getting better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but working on those songs, like I remember finishing the, the first Bard song and it's one called Over the Seas and just sending it. I, I think I was like sweating at my computer, hitting send and then just <laughs> waiting for the reply. And it's like, am I going to get fired? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and thankfully no. And, and things worked out and, and, um, and I survived. I am still here. The world did not end. <laughs> Sweet tilt Skyrim's ground Despite frozen toil We tender the kwama Beneath morrowing soil We hunt at the wamasu In black marshes glades We three hearts had no need for blades Well, so how many did you end up writing? I ended ESL? up writing ten. Ten? Ten. And wow. they ended up, it was super cool that they ended up putting Beauty of Dawn, the, the fun song that I've made, as, as the end credits song. So that also got on, on the official soundtrack. So that's insane. <laughs> Pride feels the deadly fire that devours our tower of gold. The drums of War will rend and roar Till the sun burns bright once more So tell me a little bit more about the other musical side of you then, because you've mentioned it a couple of different times, and, um, you know, I, I know uh, that you have more than one YouTube channel. You have your main Maluka page, and then you have Maluka Without Reverb, which is fun. I love that <laughs> site. Um, you have a Patreon page, too. Yeah. Uh, and so tell me a little bit about those endeavors that aren't, you know, the Maluka that we've been talking about for a little while here. <laughs> I think that the main YouTube channel is the the one where I have posted the music that I've done so far, the covers and some originals. And that channel for the longest time has, I've treated it very, very carefully, almost with like surgical tweezers or tools. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I've, I, I've always wanted to make sure that what I upload there is the best I can get it to sound and the more, most polished and etc. And so, but that meant that I was only able to share videos every once every few months because I, I don't work quickly and I don't particularly want to work quickly. I mean, I wish I could. I see people sure. who make videos, you know, once every two weeks and they're fabulous. But for me, it's a process and it's not the end product that you share, but rather the, the whole experience and how that shapes you and what you learn from it. And, and so I take my time with it because I really 
really, really enjoy that. But I, it left me with months of, of not being able to interact or have anything to share. And mm-hmm. so I started the, the Maluka Without Reverb channel to be able to post some vlogs and some gaming videos. And I, I didn't want those to crowd the music channel because my idea for the music channel is for people to just be able to go hit play and just listen and music, 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 only music. The Maluka Without Reverb channel was super fun. It, it helped me start lose my the fear that I have of YouTube that the the kind of apprehension that I feel for it because like I said it's just like ah you know you never know how people are going to react and right. and with me I, I am like worst case scenario Luca I say I, I always think of all the things that could go wrong instead of thinking that hey it might just be okay <laughs> But anyway, this channel helped me be more relaxed and more informal. And I really enjoyed uh, making and editing gaming videos. And I started the Patreon because it had been suggested for, for many years. I'd heard from several people over time, like, oh, I would like to support your work. You should consider doing this. And what always made me hesitate was that because I work so slow, <laughs> I, I didn't want to promise rewards that I wasn't going to be able to fulfill or say like, oh, I'll have, you know, one video per month and then not have it and and, and look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> but what ended up happening, it, it was it was like a combination of things. So the Patreon, it was a thought on my mind. I was I didn't I wasn't ready to to go there yet. But I started a Twitch channel for live streaming. And that I think has been probably the the biggest change in my life since the dragonborn comes <laughs> because it it's what what has shown me over time cuz I, I sing there live a couple of times a week and i play live as well uh, play games and it has shown me time after time that nothing happens if i make a mistake i always feel so insecure because i'm a clumsy player both in games and in music and <laughs> it just shows me over and over that that it's okay you know, nobody minds, nobody, uh, everybody's still there, you know, who's watching. They're not like, oh, Maluka failed, goodbye. No, 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 <laughs> it's it's never that extreme because in my mind it is, but but it's not. Mm-hmm. And so in, in getting to interact with people there, I, I started realizing that that the rewards that I could offer on Patreon, they don't have to be, you know, ready for a museum or something super perfect I could just do the best I can and 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 that would be good enough. And mm-hmm. so I finally uh, decided to open the Patreon because I, I want to make original music and focus more on, on making original music. And so with the support on Patreon, I am going to use that for, for you know, hiring the studio and musicians and to be able to pay them fairly. Uh, because I have a super old album that I recorded like, 10 years ago and and those friends I paid like very little and it was mostly like a favor it was like a symbolic payment yeah um, but I don't want to do that anymore I want to pay people what they what they deserve and so that, that that patreon is going to help me and it's also helping me to keep me accountable and to keep me to not hide because I have a tendency to do that when mm. I am I'm working on things mm-hmm. um, to just not say anything and stay quiet and and once I do that, the more I, time I spend isolated, the harder it is to come back and share something. 
because I've had all this time to imagine all the worst case scenarios. Yes. Uh, so if I stay in contact and if I stay present and in touch with everybody, then I am constantly aware that it's okay. Everything's okay. We're all humans and we're all here, you know, trying our best. Oh, there once was a hero named Ragnar the Red Who came riding to Whiterun from old Rorik's dead And the braggart did swagger and brandish his blade As he told of bold battles and gold he had made The Patreon has been a lot of fun and getting to, to interact with people there I felt kind of guilty because it, it still feels weird to me to, to, to ask for money to, mm-hmm. to be just the accepting money because I, I am not starving or, you know, have a roof over my head and, and everything. But the, the amount of, of times people have written in to say, you know, I'm really happy that after all these years, I'm able to support you, even if it's just with a dollar a month or, or three dollars a month or something. It, 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 it's super cool that, that they see it that way as, as something that, that they wanted to do and not something that I am manipulating them into doing or. or sure. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Every night I sit and stare at the sky Remembering my day Thinking of tomorrow Looking back at all the things that I tried Well, where can people find you online? I have a website at maluka.com and uh, the Patreon page is patreon.com slash maluka. And Twitter is also the place where I am most present, twitter.com slash maluka, or Twitch <laughs> a few times a week, <laughs> twitch.tv slash maluka. And I think Twitter is the, the social media place where I am most active right now. Um, before we wrap up this main part of the interview, mm-hmm. will you tell us... Uh, how you came to use the name Maluka. Yes. Back when I was starting my seven-day trial from World of Warcraft, (laughs) (laughs) I made a night elf character from the Alliance, and she needed a name that was magical. And I thought I was being very, very creative in making the name up. And so I named her the, the character Maluka and, and just kept the name. Once I started the, the, the blog when, when quitting Warcraft, I used the name because I didn't want to use my Judith, my, my real name, because mm-hmm. if I had to apply for a corporate job <laughs> someday, <laughs> if music didn't work out, yeah. I didn't want there to be a trace that I had played like two years of World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> just in case the, the people didn't understand, you know, that, that games are cool. I used the, the alias to, to keep the gaming thing a bit separate from from mm-hmm. my real name because I did think that I was going to possibly end up having to to get a, a job in, in a normal area. And and you know how these days they look you up and as as you know that you would expect them to and, and I initially I didn't want that. It turns out to my advantage that now it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I kept the name, and and later I found out that the name exists in a whole bunch of different languages. (laughs) Really? It was not made up at all. Yeah, in in Arabic, I think it means queen, no, (laughs) angel. And then in in Portuguese, it means crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Maluka Crazy Angel. (laughs) 
(laughs) There you go. Wow. Well, on that note, Maluka, it's just been so wonderful to get to know you better and just kind of have an eye on you over the last few years and watch things just really grow into something amazing and amazinger, I guess. You know, it's just been really fun. So thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you very, very much. Thanks for listening to episode 82 of Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Maluka at all those places she just mentioned, and you can see a playlist on our website at uh, patreon.com. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily. And learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services and composer Brad Gentle. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Incorporated. <laughs>